He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. That makes me Evan Wexel. And this is a final podcast where I get to interview my Facebook friends one by one, no matter how well I know them or if I've known them forever. Uh, today is a great episode. It's episode 33. As a Knicks fan of the 90s, Patrick Ewing, 33 is big for me. Uh, and this was a big episode because uh, I am bringing on Jamie Lake. Now, before I tell you about Jamie Lake and what made this talk so great, please subscribe to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel on iTunes, write a review, five-star it, share it, best way you guys can help out. Also, at Awkward with Evan on Facebook and Twitter, awkwardwithevan.com for old episodes, as well as going to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. So... Jamie Lake is someone that knew my wife through a show they did together, and she was a great singer. She's always been a great singer. Um, but I was going to New York a week ago, and I was like, I have this song about this sports broadcaster named Mike Francesa, who is a very – how do I say? He's a grouchy, semi-crotchety, but unintentionally funny personality, number one radio show, all of New York. 30 years by himself or with Chris Mad Dog Russo. And I got to perform at something called Francesa Con, which is me and a bunch of uh, a thousand other crazies that kind of come together uh, in Irving Plaza every year. And we just kind of celebrate him. And then he shows up and people get photos and get to meet him and pictures. And uh, it's always a fun event. I volunteered just to go back to be on that stage in front of all those people. And Jamie Lake accompanied me. Uh, on stage for a special song that I wrote, and we get into that. Um, but I don't just talk about Francesca Cano with Jamie Lake, which I could have, but we also get into like, you know, I didn't know where she grew up. I didn't know what her favorite musicals or shows were or, or her backstory on how she got into theater and why is she going to New York now and when she was in LA, uh, as well as we just throw down on random sports, uh, that, that I enjoy and that, uh, her dude Harley enjoys, and uh, we we cover everything. It's it's just a fun conversation. It it was really good to t- to reminisce because she was on stage for the Francesa Con part. Then I got to learn uh, learn a little about her. But then you just never know where the conversation goes, and and that's the great thing about socially awkward. So I'm going to stop talking about the conversation. I'm just going to give you the conversation. This is me and Jamie Lake, rather Jamie Lake and I. Okay, guys, we're here on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. And uh, last weekend I was in New York and I had the, the pleasure of uh, inviting uh, someone to onto stage with me to make the song I wrote sound better. It was at an event called FrancesaCon. <laughs> we're not only going to talk about FrancesaCon and explain what it is, but I'm going to talk all about her and her talents and her life and why she's moved different places at different times. But uh, let's just first say... Hello to my my newest my not my newest Facebook friend my newest guest on Socially Awkward who is also a Facebook friend of mine, J 
Jamie Lake. Hello, Dia. Hello, Dia. Hello, hello, Dia. <laughs> so I was that was an inside Francesa reference. Um, <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about. I guess if you could uh, explain to someone, because the funny thing is, if you go to Francesa Khan's Twitter page, the description of Francesa Khan is can't really be explained. But really. Yeah, that's what their description is. Can't really be explained. Um, <laughs> explain what we're talking about right now. Like, what, how would you describe Francesacon people to people who don't know what it is? Well, it was my first time, so this might be a terrible explanation, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> okay. Francesacon is much like a conference or, or, or what do you call it when you get together when you love something business gathering? very much. Yes, a business gathering uh, yeah. for those who are obsessively in love with Mike Francesa. Um, and they gather and <laughs> celebrate everything that is Mike Francesa. And it's a big old party with music and awesome, amazing comics like Evan and crazy fans and beer yeah. and T-shirts Mm-hmm. And beer cozies. Have Have you worn your T-shirt yet? Have you worn your Francesacon shirt? Or I have not worn the T-shirt quite <laughs> not, yet. Neither have I. <laughs> I, I have it. I love. I wear the. I wear the one from last year a lot. It looks. It says looks like a Dodgers T-shirt. Uh, it does. Yeah, it says Francesacon. Um, what had you known of him beforehand? Had was this like the first you've heard of someone named Mike Francesa before I brought him up to you? You know what? When you brought him up to me, the name rang a bell. But then when I looked him up, (laughs) I don't know if I had seen him literally in person. I might've heard the name in passing through many, many friends of mine who are huge sports fans, especially those who are here on the East coast. But this definitely, I definitely know who he is and what he is about now. Yeah. It's good. You're like one of the newly (laughs) converted. I mean, I had to leave, which was a shame because he did show up probably a half hour after we left. Um, I saw that. I saw. Yeah. So, I mean, we would have been able to meet him if we, if we wanted the opportunity, but maybe we'll, we'll see if there's one next year. Uh, hard to say. It depends what he does next. Um, totally. But I'm still, I'm pitching it. I'm pitching the song we wrote. If you guys want to look up Mike Francesa, the song on YouTube, uh, I've, I'm not pitching. I'm like just sharing it with people at that radio station or just people in sports. And uh, and then if if called upon, I would ask if you would come back on then and sing. If they let, if there's enough room in the studio, can I bring Jamie back in to to sing her vocals? <laughs> Obviously, you wouldn't be able. Oh. It's, if it's radio, we wouldn't be able to like show you sleeping or scrolling. No, you could do the scrolling effect. You could do the bup 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 totally. Bup, 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 oh yeah, bup. yeah. Um, <laughs> so just you know, like the producer of Mike's show saw it. Um, he oh, he did. Yeah, he he saw it. I mean, he didn't. Give like a, a thumb, thumbs up or thumbs down. He he knows it was it was decent. I mean, him, I'm sure he deals with crazy Mike fans all the time. Um, <laughs> there was like I was Twitter chatting with one of them before we got on the call. Um, the reporter for the Yankees for the radio station liked it, said it was funny. Uh, Whoa! The producer for the morning show, which is Boomer Sison and Craig Carton, he liked it. He said it was a good job. Uh, my play maybe to try to play it on the morning show because I know Boomer who's a former football player, doesn't get along with Mike as much in the afternoon. <laughs> okay. And actually, I used to work for Boomer for his charity. So I, oh. I don't hear from him much anymore, but I, I do. I'm able to like know his info enough. Um, 
And then like there was a, nice. a female reporter or a sports talk host for the station. Uh, Erica Hirschquist was very effusive about it. She really liked uh, what it was. And of course, Newsday retweeted it and or the Newsday reporter that we met. Uh, she was great about it. So we'll see. It's got some legs. Um, man, it was so great. Like, honestly, there, I hope Mike sees it because it's brilliant. You did a brilliant job of really like capturing Mike (laughs) Francesa in his like standout moments as a host. It was great. Yeah. I mean, I would be, I would, I would even like, I would email the the head of the programming at the station just as a hail Mary, but (laughs) I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, it may, I don't know if it has a better shot of going on like towards the end of his run in December or if they're going to be like so booked up with like memory lane guests. But uh, I think it's, it's worth a shot. I'd, I'd like to love to play it on WFAN and obviously be one of the, the biggest audiences I've ever had myself. But I feel like, you know, I put I put my heart and soul into that parody. So we'll see totally. uh, what, it, what goes on with it. You sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well- you sure did. There's yeah. no harm. No harm. There's no harm in asking no, or I'm, trying. I'm Go go- for it. I'm going to pitch. I'm gonna, and the fr- it's great because like the Francesa Khan guys were like, when's the song going to be on YouTube? When's the song going to be up? When's it going to be available? Or uh, <laughs> and there was like another fan like, I need the song. I need it. It's still in my head. I want to hear it again. I want to hear it again. It's like it's like crack to some of these fans. And it was for me. Like I was listening Good. to it myself like 20, 30 times just because we hit it and like we, we paced it out well. And, uh, you know, the... You know, they're the fans there were listening to a band, which, you know, when you listen to a band, you're not like they're like watching a band like you're watching another thing. And, you know, that was why right. that that was the best part, like saying it like I've performed at Irving Plaza three times because of this event was amazing. And the fact that I was able to do my oh, gu- yeah. my guitar comedy uh, was top 10. I added it to my my greatest hits YouTube playlist. So, uh, yes. so we'll go from there. <laughs> Um, but I guess, an, yes, but enough about Francesca God. This is about you, Jamie Lake. And that with fact that we're Facebook friends, um, obviously we've met yes. through my wife. Um, what happened first, just in terms of, I guess, meeting my wife, was it, was it Schoolhouse Rock where you guys first met or was it Tinsel Tones or? Yeah, it was Schoolhouse Rock. And I almost forgot that it was Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. Schoolhouse Rock Live 2. Yes, actually. Um, and yeah, I actually thought it was through caroling at the tinsel tones, but it was through schoolhouse rock. She came in to, um, replace a cast member that we had. And that's how I met the lovely Kelly who I love so much. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) Um, and is that where you also met Harley? Yes. So I met two awesome people in the same time. No, yeah. I mean, Harley J. Uh, performer, singer, songwriter as well. Singer, songwriter, actor, funny guy. Cool. He's awesome. Very cool. <laughs> and you guys are now, now you guys are in New York. When did you move to New York from LA? We what? Sorry. When about did that. you move to New York from LA? Oh, we moved uh, to New York almost a year, oh, well, well uh, just a little over a year ago. I think we actually got into town February 21st of last year. So we've been here for a year. And I, I actually lived in the, um, LA up until we moved for about nine years wow. or so. Yeah. What, a what, long time. What necessitated time the move? What, what was the motivation? To change coasts. Uh, um, it was, I think, kind of just time. Yeah. Uh, 
we wanted to, he, Harley had already lived here. He was doing a show here years ago before I met him. And it was just time to try out another coast. There's a lot of theater opportunity here. Um, so it was definitely, and and everything kind of fell into a place, like Mm -hmm. the place that we have became available and it just kind of everything signs were kind of pointing to go for it. Yeah. So we moved. Cool. So then what, what now let's, I'm going back and back in time. What's, what's the Jamie Lake origin story? Like, are you originally from LA or where are you, where did you grow up? I am originally from California. Okay. I grew up in a very small town called Porterville. Oh, is that up like near Fresno? Yes, very okay. good. Oh my gosh, I'm so impressed. Well, I had I had someone stiff me for comedy money in that area, so that's how I know the oh, area. Oh no! Oh, well, it was a horrible no, weekend. I'm not surprised. That's okay. <laughs> that, yeah, it's actually it's between Bakersfield and Fresno. It's like no, it's like right in the middle, going east. So like Central Valley, Central California, bunch of you know dairy farms and orange groves. Very small town. I I loved growing up there. I mm. wouldn't. But I wouldn't see myself going back there right. long term because I've got, you know, bigger things going on that need to happen in bigger cities. But it was a lovely place to grow up. Did you? So you discovered like being musical and song and all that and your first interest in theater in that area? Yeah, actually, my grandparents were very involved in the theater world uh-huh. um, in, in my grandpa, especially like when he was younger, he worked, um, all over the place doing theater. And, um, after he kind of gave that up, he was still very much involved in the community theater in town. And luckily we were exposed. We meaning like my family, all my cousins were exposed to a lot of wonderful theater because my grandparents would take us to LA to like the <laughs> contagious and we'd watch Will Rogers Follies you know, and all of those fun musicals that would come through. So I was super lucky. There's not a lot of people in my hometown that, you know, are lucky to be exposed to stuff like that outside of that small town. But I was super lucky. So therefore, that is how I fell in love. (laughs) What did you have favorite shows growing up or favorite like musical ladies or guys that were you were blown away by? Um, okay, well, I know that I was obsessed when I was really young with mm-hmm. listening to my, my grandparents' audio tapes of the Cats album and Annie album. <laughs> so <laughs> you could typical. be a great Annie. You would have. Did you ever play Annie? <laughs> no, I didn't uh, play Annie. But it was one of the first plays I ever saw as a really young kid. Yeah, and that was also part of like inspiration, at, like to start theater. But I actually. Actually, never played Annie, but thank you. Maybe one day. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so then you eventually moved down to LA. I only know you obviously from the Tinsel Tones and, and and other stuff, but I mean, I've seen I, I Love Lucy. That's on your page right, yeah. right now. Is that what you're doing right now, or that's something you've done a short time ago? No, that was the last um, national tour I did was I Love Lucy live on stage, and that was super fun. It was like, um, based on the show, the producers had the rights to every single episode. So what the director did, and actually it was the same director as Schoolhouse Rock Live. Oh, Sparks. Rick Sparks? Yeah, Rick Sparks. Uh, Wow. So he, he created the the show. Um, he picked two episodes and they kind of created the show in a way that when you were walking in the theater, you were supposed to feel as if you were there about to watch 
two live tapings of live episodes of I Love Lucy. So we had like, you know, the crowd guy that like pumps up the crowd back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And the set set was there. We had the old fashioned looking cameras and he picked two episodes that incorporated a lot of music. So we could also like sing and, (laughs) and, and we even did the old school commercials, like the Brill Cream commercials, because that's how it happened back in the day. Yeah. Literally, the camera would just pan over to the right or the left, and the commercial would happen while they're setting up for the next scene. And uh, I'm taking you or Lucy. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. No, just because uh, I have red hair. Um, no, I was actually one of the like supporting characters that played like a bunch of different roles. We oh, had okay. a brilliant brilliant woman um playing lucy but thank you so much maybe one day i could play lucy <laughs> so so but it's still like the four main characters and then there were just like some utility people that just play a bajillion different things exactly okay. the, so there were the four main characters and then there are people like me who came in and played other characters in the episodes because they were literally the episodes that people saw on television like if you were to see the show and then go and watch that episode, it would be exactly the same. But then, you know, they use the ensemble for the commercials and things like that. So we were utilized in like many different ways. It was great. Nice. What were other, um, when it's a national tour though, like, what does that mean? Like, does like production books, a bunch of cities all over and they like go on this theater on the week on one weekend and then another theater, another one, another city. Yep. It kind of just depends on the type of, tour but this one in particular it was pretty much just that we actually had longer sit downs Mm -hmm. in different cities like for example we were in nashville for almost a month um but then we were in philly for five days and then again in another city for three but then in another city for two weeks so it kind of depends a lot of the time i feel like it's every other night you're in a new city but luckily this one we got to sit down in a city for some good time and so I got to like get to know, you know, the town and the surroundings. And it was really awesome. Okay, guys, we're going to get back with more about Jamie Lake. But first, let's talk about patreon.com slash funny Evan. That is the link you can go to that helps support this podcast and helps it continue to exist. Uh, Patreon is a website where supporters like you can help creators like me to continue on their artistic endeavors without going under. Maybe. It's not that extreme. But if you go there, you'll see that I have some goals I want to reach in terms of how much I want this show to grow. But I also have some reward tiers for you guys if you want to contribute, even for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, I will let you have an inside track to all my breaking news with the podcast. Uh, For $3 a month, uh, you can join my awkward army. $5 a month, Evan Wexel cell phone wallet. The rewards go higher and higher all the way up to title sponsorship. It's available in a very unique way. So if you just want to check out Patreon, anything counts. Everything makes a difference. Uh, So please uh, be as kind as you can or find some change and set it aside for me. Uh, Going to patreon.com slash funny Evan. And now let's go back to Jamie Lake. That's cool. What are some other like fun tours you've had over the years? Um, well, some or, or favorite see. parts or favorite parts you've enjoyed playing. Well, 
I really loved right after I met Harley when we were playing the love interests in Schoolhouse Rock yep. Live 2, <laughs> we went on immediately to play Ren and Ariel in Footloose. So oh, that wow. was so fun. Whoa. And that... um, we met a lot of good friends in that um, show, too, that actually live out here. It was that all the shows I've done, I would say pretty much are really, really fun. Mm-hmm. But that one was super special, too. What number was Harley? I forgot. what. He, wasn't he like a number in Schoolhouse Rock? Did he have like a song about a number or were you the number? Oh, my gosh. That's right. Okay. my Because I had to see this show have... like twice or three times because my wife was this. <laughs> I've seen like I saw who was the character of you before you joined the show. So uh, who, who was it? I forgot, it was but, it... but what number? Man, what's the number of the Schoolhouse Rock? 12? Maybe it was 12. 12? I, yeah. It was, I mean, you that... played two different characters in the show, right? Or was it just one? I... I just played one character. Okay. I was the waitress. And right. you know, the funny thing about the show, the script was not great, but it kind of centered around what was going on in the economy at the time. And right. so really actually was quite popular. It did really well because it was mm-hmm. about this restaurant that was failing and all that. I was a waitress that worked there mm-hmm. and restaurant failing because of the economy. Like nobody was coming in to buy <laughs> lunch. So we all worked together to figure out a way so the owner can pay her rent and her mortgage and, Actually, I got to tell you, that show, hands down, was the hardest show I have ever done. And I'll tell you why. I don't do math. (laughs) I'm no good at math. We had to memorize so many math problems, like six times six is whatever that equals to. Elementary, clap, clap. Like It was like math and choreography, and it was an awful time learning it. Math is my jam. <laughs> that's I know. That's I'm the, jealous. That's the one thing I want Beckett to have when he grows up. Like I want you to know your times tables and not mess them up, so I don't have to have a high school student that's like <laughs> using their fingers to figure out what four yeah. times five is. Because oh, gosh, I see I'm that. hoping. Uh, but math, my, my mom's a math my kid teacher. Is naturally. Did you have bad math teachers yeah. growing up, or was it just like not your thing? No, I will. I would say that it's just not my thing because yeah. honestly, they did a really good job of trying. <laughs> I just didn't. I didn't catch on. I mean, Harley, he's really good at math. So yeah. if we have kids one day, I'm praying that they get his brain in that area. But right. I think it just doesn't. It doesn't comprehend. Like, just doesn't stick. I can memorize a song in like five seconds because like lyrics and melody just stick, yeah. but like numbers do not. Yeah, there's um there's a ex Laker player, Michael Thompson, who's a radio host in L.A., and he always says like algebra. I just I don't like it. I don't. Maybe it's it's the unknown. I don't like X's and Y's. So like I always like razz him about it on like Twitter. He's like, I'm sorry. I I got joke like, come on, I'll, on the commercials, I'll come in and I'll teach you algebra while you're doing your show. He's like, I just don't like the numbers. I don't like it. I don't like when you gotta like X equals this and what's the other thing and. But yeah, uh, that's right. I mean, school yeah. talk was good. I, I always looked at it, me, the, the semi-cynical comedian watching the show, I'm like, oh, good. They're coming up with all these ideas of which they're taking no practical action to achieve their goal. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, exactly. I enjoyed watching it. It's always fun. Like, we'll just, we'll sing our way to start over. <laughs> <laughs> sing our way to happiness. We'll sing our ways through this hard economic times. Uh <laughs> Um, what other thing? Let's talk int- any interest. Like, do you have favorite musical? Like, if there was a, a show or even like a band you would want to see live, do you have like favorite musical acts or people? 
I do. I am really, really obsessed with a band named Lucius. Um, It's these two fabulous female vocalists, and they sing at the same time, kind of creating the sound of like one voice. And like what we did at Francesicon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Are they from another country? They were one voice. Are they from? No, they're they're from uh, here. They're actually from Brooklyn originally. Um, They're all students of the School of Music, Berkeley School of Music. Okay. And it's funny. I actually discovered them on tour. We were in Nashville, and a friend of mine was like, "Oh, I know this band, and they're playing in town. Do you want to go see them?" And I was like, "Okay." And I fell in love immediately. I love them. I love them. So we could hunt them down on iTunes or anything like that. And uh, totally, okay. they're kind of picking up a little bit. Okay. Okay, and so uh, of the bigger names, like, are there like, were you fan of certain bands growing up, or like even vocalists? Uh, I loved Whitney Houston. Okay. I tried to sound like her whenever I sang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then at a certain time, um, <clears throat> I really got into classic rock. Like in high school, there was this great classic rock station. There still is in my hometown. Right. And so, like, I became obsessed with like Led Zeppelin and Steely Dan and all of those old school groups. Yes, you know. So you ha- you have that in New York with Q one hundred and four, and we have that in L A with ninety five five. The thing about what I miss about what I don't like about the New York stations is that there's no like alt alt rock really. There used to be one, or like yeah. Long Island used to have an, an alt rock or alternative punk or whatever. Um, but now it's just like it's mostly like just dance music or or hits. Yeah. So it, that's a little tough. But you have you have you can have your share of classic rock uh, in New York. Um, favorite. That's funny. Yeah. It's yeah. funny that you say that because same same thing in my hometown. There was a really great station. I think it's still there, but they don't play classic rock anymore. Oh, it was wow. called like New Rock 104.1 or something like that. And they, same thing, no alternative rock anymore. It's like all the contemporary pop. But now it's like some of it, yeah, now you have like Pearl Jam and Green Day and Blink-182 and they're now probably all bridging over into classic rock. So you'll probably, if you wait long enough... <laughs> Everything <laughs> becomes classic rock. Like in ten years, oh, oh man, what's, I feel like uh, Kings of Leon are gonna be classic. Oh rock. yeah, <laughs> or uh, Mumford and Sons will be classic rock in twelve oh, years. Oh jeez, I'll be horrible. I will feel so old at that time. <laughs> uh, but do you have favorite shows growing up, or uh, favorite TV shows you watch right now? Um, okay, well, right now, my other passion besides like singing and theater and all that fun stuff is cooking, everything culinary arts related. I'm obsessed with the Food Network and the Cooking Channel. Mm-hmm. I love to cook. I love to bake. Like, I literally, if my TV isn't on ESPN when my husband Harley's home, right. it's on the, the Food Network. Yeah. What's, what are you, what's your favorite dish that you would make yourself or that you're a fan of watching being prepared, if that's even a thing? Um, I love watching anything be be prepared. It's almost (laughs) hypnotizing. It's kind of strange. Um, and I like to cook. I like to just try to cook anything. Like last two days ago, I made a galette and I had never made a galette before. And what a galette is for those who don't know is, um, it's basically just the way you prepare a puff pastry. It's like almost like, uh, you lay the puff pastry flat, you put whatever you want in the center and then you kind of just fold up the sides, almost like a, a flat pie. Okay. 
And I made that and I had never made one of those before. I like trying to make a new thing so that like my vocabulary in the kitchen is larger and larger every day. That's amazing. Um, I, you should, if you ever follow Gordon Ramsay on Twitter, do you by any chance follow Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> no, I, I don't. What you should do is what he does is like people send him photos of their food to him. And sometimes it's any, and he'll always like just rip apart ones that just are not good. <laughs> 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 like I would just want to take a picture of like a McDonald's like I ordered one time and be like, yeah. what do you think of what I prepared? He's like, this is terrible. And uh, uh, <laughs> I looks like vomit. You know, <laughs> I'm totally, totally doing that. I didn't, didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. He just like once in a while, he'll just go on like a Twitter rampage and just like, because that's all you do. You send them photos of your stuff. Uh, oh, that's amazing. Very nice. So Food Network's your thing. Um, any any on-demand Hulu or Netflix stuff you are, are digging right now or looking forward to? Okay, let, let me think about this. Um, I know there's something. Okay, because honest to God, like my time is taken up by the Food Network, so I can't yeah. think, but I know that I've started some shows. I uh, Oh, you know what? This isn't a Netflix or Hulu, sh- Hulu show, but I actually was was watching it on Netflix because I missed the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. I hope I can say this uh, like it. Well, it's a name of the TV show, so I won't get in trouble. It's called yeah. Shit's Creek. Yeah. Oh yeah. With Eugene that, Levy said, and Kathleen O'Hara. And uh, Chris Elliott's in that, right? From Get a Life. Yep. It's so. Yes. It's That's brilliant. on TV Land. It's on Pop. Oh, Pop. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it is. I think. Yeah, Pop. It's. Pop here. I don't know. If it's Pop is here because I know I've had friends on the show impress me. That was on like a couple years ago about impressionists. So, yeah, Pop used to be TV Guide Channel and uh, TV Guide Network. Oh, so that's where Pop came from. So yeah, I'm obsessed with that show. That show is. I, I'm really curious. Like, I actually want to tweet them and be like, okay, how much of this is scripted and how much of this is improv <laughs> because it's so so funny. Yeah, I'm sure they're just like a bunch of veterans just doing whatever they want to do. It's totally amazing. Um, <laughs> and do you recommend the movie Logan? I know you saw that over the weekend. Oh my gosh, I really do. And I, 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 I'm trying to, how do I say this? Honestly, I cannot remember a single other X-Men movie that I've seen <laughs> and I know I've seen them, yep. but none of them have really kind of stuck with me like this one. Okay. Um, this one is, is really, really good. And okay. the little girl in it, she doesn't even I hope I'm not giving this away. She doesn't even speak through half of the movie, right. but she's brilliant. Yeah. She's brilliant. And Hugh Jackman, just brilliant. Everybody. And it was so good. And I guarantee this is one that I will actually remember <laughs> later on down the road. Cause again, I cannot remember the premise of any other X-Men movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I just have to look up the one. Cause there was an X-Men movie where, where Jean Grey got rid of professor Xavier but for some reason he's okay. back. So I'm not really sure where the, the continuity that's what, explanation is. That's what somebody said. That's yeah. what we went with some friends of ours and they said that. And I was like, well, I don't really remember that to be honest, but same thing. They were confused. They're like, wait, I thought he was gone. And now right. all of a sudden he's back. Yeah. It's uh, it's a weird, I don't I have to, <laughs> I have to like Google that to figure out why, what's the logic of how that was possible. But cause that was really sad when we lost him in that, the movie because of Jean Grey. Um, but apparently then he shows up with uh, in like a in a tag scene to Wolverine after I think one of the one of the newer X-Men movies where it's like all the the young. OK. People. Yeah. 
So I, I yeah, ah. I have to just check that out. Uh, cool. So I guess before we head out, I mean, I've already, sh- I've shared with you, usually I would ask someone if you have any questions for me. Um, but I mean, you know so much about my, my Mike Francesinus, um, which is, which is a big chunk. Like <laughs> you're in like an inner circle in my life now because of this affiliation that we have. Um, yeah. but any other random questions you have for me, just since we we've only been like Facebook friends and you know me through my wife, uh, anything just curious about. Okay. Like other than, um, professional wrestling mm-hmm. and comedy what's your other passion like what else drives oh, you like what do you love nothing else is that <laughs> i was gonna say is that, that is that is, <laughs> what the hell else drives me um if i had a i mean beckett's into jigsaw puzzles so i guess if i had a clone and i had no like need to like make money i'd probably just <laughs> jigsaw puzzles would drive me i have a thousand piece puzzle of the of yankee stadium in my garage that i could do whoa uh, whoa I, I was big on those i don't, I don't know what nothing else what am I passionate about? I would love to know. I was a big runner. I would, if I had a little more time or if Kelly's schedule was a little more flexible, I, I love to run. So I'd love to get back in shape again and start running again. Cause I know like, it just takes me a week and then I'm, then I'm in it. I just need something to train for. So I'm good. That's, that's awesome. That is not something that many people love to do. So that's, that's pretty, I do it cause I have to do it. <laughs> I don't love to do it. So I'm envious of those of you who love to run. Cause I'm trying to love it, but I don't love it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I joined the track team in middle school cause I got cut from the baseball team. I was going to get cut and there were no cuts in track. So I just kind of started running uh-huh. spring winter ish. And then I started doing it year round in college. Um, got hurt during college and had like residual motivation to do it after college. Um, in 09, I ran the New York City Marathon. In 2011, I ran Whoa. Long Island Half Marathon. And I need things to like motivate me to get into shape. Like a couple of reasons. One reason I got into shape was like I was on a, a reality show or a game show chase on sci-fi years ago. Um, I what? wanted to get in shape for something else. I want to get in shape for like a life insurance policy I was starting to take sure. out on myself. But that didn't, I didn't really need to do that. Or uh, one time I got in shape just because like my dad said something. I'm like, screw you. I'm going to start running again. And that worked. <laughs> but really, if I just had that extra hour, because it's like my gym near me is open till midnight. But if it was like open till one, I would totally work out from midnight to one. That would be. That's that's cool. And you know what's going to be good, though? The minute Beckett is just a little bit old enough, like a little older, yeah. old enough to start doing that with you, maybe yeah. he'll be just as into it as you and you guys could do it together. And that will get you like back into maybe. it. Maybe. I think I would start. I've known of like hardcore runners where like maybe they started running themselves in like fourth grade or fifth grade and then they start to do like a little bit of races, but that's, yeah. that's up to him. Uh, yeah. yeah. Totally. So yeah, running is my other thing. So I guess it's comedy, wrestling, sports wrestling and running. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that is it. I'm very uh, compartmentalized. There's a lot like sculpting, not a fan. Don't take me to a museum, <laughs> but other stuff, um, I'm down with it. Like golf, yeah. I will, I will, I will burn down a golf course if I have the opportunity. Bowling oh, alley, no. bowling alley, I will binge bowl ten games in a row. So then we are bowling next time we're in town because Harley is a magnificent bowler. Oh, so he's and good. It's on. So he's what, oh, what? he's very good. So what, we're talking like he's like one fifty or higher. What's what's he usually I thrown down? Do you know? I can't remember what a good score in bowling is like, okay. but. But let me tell you this, the boy got a scholarship 
what? for bowling oh. out of high school. He oh. didn't take he didn't take it, but he was offered a bowling scholarship. Oh. This is how good that he is. Was. That should be like his own. <laughs> he should have his own memoirs just about my life as a scholarship caliber bowler. <laughs> Um, so when he bowls, I'm assuming then there's like a spin, like the ball starts out towards the edge and then it comes back in the middle at the end. It does. And you know what? Mm -hmm. He has this really crazy way of holding the ball. He doesn't put any fingers in the hole. He holds it like right by his head and he like whips it. It's the craziest thing. So we like kind of like palms it the whole time. Yeah. He like palms it and then it's like he brings around like he's gonna serve you a tray of food and he like sl- like slide whips it and it just does its thing that's such a gimmick that's awesome. it's hard to explain yeah that's great <laughs> uh i would bowl against you guys totally um i mean i bowl just straight i just like i'm not even I, the goal is like i don't even want to start it to this one because when i was younger i used to just like push it like with two hands i would just like push it yeah. Like I'm trying sure. to like push food away from me. Um, but now I, I learned like to bowl underhand, but then I just, I just bowled straight. My high is, is 210. That's the highest. I did it when I went to Long Island one night, there was like all you can bowl. And I just picked a lane and I just <laughs> bowled like seven games and just one of them was a 210. And I, my name was situation after situation from Jersey shore. That's what I put on the monitor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I've had shows where like I had a show at uh, Purdue where I did a fraternity gig. Then I'm like, guys, is it really dollar bowling tonight? I'm like, guys, drop me off at the bowling alley after this. Come back in two hours. (laughs) And I did. And that's what I did. I bowled like 10 games and it was great. It was an awesome way to blow off steam. Oh my God, that's amazing. (laughs) But I will also, um, I plan to write uh, some way, some anti-golf song. There's going to be some way I'm going to write an anti-golf song. I just have to. Because just how much. Oh no. What? You don't, you like golf? Well, I don't love golf, but my family loves golf. Harley loves golf, oh. so I'm fine. But okay, be well, sad. my well, I mean, my <laughs> Kelly's parents love golf, but I'm like, I just, ah. I, I have a, str- I have a strict and intense disdain for it for for a few reasons. <laughs> Nothing like personal. I just feel like the not even golf itself. The idea of golf being treated like it's a major sport that needs to be sport. televised, and sure. that you know, I think bowling is more of a sport just because like. If you're sweating while you're doing the sport, I think it's a sport. But if you're like going in a cart in between the activity of the sport, <laughs> it's not a sport. Like it's more of a sport for the cart because they're the one. It's like horse racing. Well, horse racing, I guess you could say because it's it's tough for the horse. But like sure. the jockey's just got to like whip the thing for a few minutes and then you're good. But uh, I don't know. This is getting I, – I, I will love to have some hot – this will be like a sports hot take episode for down the road. But uh, I'll, just, I'll just throw that into my zingers totally. up front. Into, in the, yeah. So that will be down That's one that I think – that's one that you and Harley should have. If it's going to be a sports conversation, you should totally have him on because it would be a very fun conversation to listen to well, between I, the two of you. I think we're Facebook friends. So I think at some point I will be interviewing him on the podcast. That is the goal. There's over 4,000 okay. of them. I will get to them. You're just, you, you made it into like the first 35 of my Facebook friends. Yes. So thank you. <laughs> that's good. Good occasion. Francesca Khan was amazing. Um, where it was. Can, where can people find that? Where can people find you or where, where would you allow people to find you? Um, they can find me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. It's at Jamie Lake. Okay. J-A-Y-M as in Mary, E-L-A-K-E. Okay, I love it. And did you and you got on like a lot of those like notifications when I was starting to send the video out? <laughs> yeah, what, I loved it. Like were what, like were some weird things like that you were seeing? Because I know I've been doing a lot of some outreach on my own, but in the beginning, like what were some things you were getting back that were unique for you on your Twitter feed? No, 
nothing was weird. It was actually just really exciting. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so popular on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I already, our photo got some good traction. Yeah. Our photo backstage. Totally. I'll use that for the episode. And if you want to send me a photo, uh, yeah, I'll put that in. I make a little collage. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jamie Lake. Well, I'll let you get back to New York living and, uh, All right, thank you dude. for coming on. Thank you for sharing the stage and, uh, we'll see where it goes from here. All right. Thank you. All right. See ya. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. I want to thank Jamie Lake for coming on the podcast. It's always fun when it accelerates at the end there with just ramblings and rants and hot takes about golf and bowling and everything in between. Uh, there's not much in between golf and bowling. Uh, but I do want to have you guys check out Jamie Lake at Jamie Lake on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, the podcast at Awkward with Evan on Facebook and Twitter. AwkwardWithEvan.com. Subscribe, review, share this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Some other fun ways to help the podcast out besides patreon.com slash funnyevan, which is the most direct way to help. Uh, If you guys want your own podcast, I use Blueberry, which is a great service that hosts my media because you can't host media on your own page or your own website. You need to have like – a separate place where it's hosted in case you know you have people downloading your stuff left and right. It won't slow down the site. So if you go to Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. So that's no ease. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. You can get a free month of podcast hosting and statistics using the promo code Evan. And also, uh, I am an Amazon affiliate. So if you guys go to awkwardwithevan.com, you will see on the right sidebar, Um, There's an Amazon link you can click on. There's an Amazon link in the show notes here. And there's an Amazon link even on the homepage of my website for comedy, which is funnyevan.com. You go down there, click on there, do all your Amazon shopping through those links, uh, and it kicks back a little bit to me. That, again, helps the podcast uh, flourish and prosper. Um, Thanks for coming out, guys. Uh, It's going to get fun. It's going to get more random. Um, I have some other episodes in the pipeline, but thanks for checking this out. Uh, tell your friends, maybe one of them is my Facebook friend and I could talk to them. No big whoop. Anyway, awkwardwithevan.com. See you later, guys. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Wexel.